I don't, people didn't even see it. He's walking off the field like this, hitting this. <laughs> Franklin's like, Jalen, Jalen. He's trying to get his attention. He's in another mode, flexed up, trying to put Detroit on the map. No, I, mean. definitely, I definitely was in another mode. I don't even know what mode I was in. I just know it was, it was on a different level. What do you think that stepped in? When do you think you started dressing to impress? Like when they moved my locker next to Nick Dalt. Ah, I'm not know. true. Yeah, not true. They moved, my, they moved my locker next to him, you know. Him coming in with custom shoes, you know. I had no choice. I couldn't keep coming in with my Crocs, you know. Let's talk about the pink meat so coat. Yeah, let's talk about you with your Louis V bag. You come uh, in every game day. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, so firstly, I borrowed that from Jerry. So I'm a humble guy. We talked about, we talked about it before. Humble beast. He's a humble beast. He let me borrow his Louis Vuitton bag. And I've been flexing like it's mine. The truth is out. The cat is out of the bag. Using Jay Reed's Louis Vuitton bag, double bag. Not a comma or punctuation in sight. We gotta slow the hell down. This is making me nervous, man. What is, why are you getting nervous? Hey, well, it's one of those things, man. It's the All right, bag. never mind. everybody big news coming out of the lion's den podcast we officially have our own merch that we're getting ready to put out make sure to go cop yours link is in the description below these proceeds help us produce this podcast bring on a-list guests and these proceeds also help penn state nil as a whole go get yours and tag us on social media we'll give you a shout out on the pod looking forward to seeing you wearing the lion's den merch exclusively welcome back to another episode of the lion's den podcast here are my guys nick dawkins and Adidas hawkins with our guest jay reed Dog. What's going on? Jay Reed, man. Look, it's a blessing to have you on here. But let's get right into it. Detroit, back in the hometown. Got the pick. Tell me how that felt. Um, it was just an amazing feeling for real, you know. I had like a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. So I was all in my head before the game. I'm like, I gotta make some plays with all these people. They can't just come see me make one tackle. So, you know, I made the play, it felt unreal, you know, it was a great feeling. So So you making that pick, you know, you get up, come to the sideline. What was that feeling like? What was, how did you feel? I'm that guy. That's your mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. that guy. For the Yo, city. I don't, people didn't even see it. He's walking off the field like this, hitting this. <laughs> Franklin's like, Jalen, Jalen. He's, <laughs> he's in another mode, flexed up, trying to put Detroit on the map. No, I, mean. I definitely I definitely was in another mode. I don't even know what mode I was in. I just know it was, it was on a different level. How many people would you have the game, at the game, you think? Um, I think like 33. 33. This yeah, guy I, put off a generational took, ticket pool. Yeah, I took everybody's tickets in the locker room. <laughs> People and for the people at home that don't know, and this is also probably a good PSA. Stop asking me for tickets. People from home, stop asking me for tickets. We get four tickets. We as athletes at Penn State, we get four tickets for games. Okay, and then if you're not using some, you can transfer them to your other teammates who may need some. So like for a game like Jay Reed in Detroit, I don't really have too much family over there, so I can give him some tickets to the game. We do not get a hundred tickets. <laughs> Why, why, like, sometimes I get text my mom, like, Yo, we need, like, 30, 30 people to come to the game. I'm not even playing in the game. What are they coming for? They coming to chill? Like, they just want to see again. Like, what's going on? So it was a generational move you pulled off in the locker room, securing 30 tickets. That's unheard of news. <laughs> I don't think I was the only one, though. You know, Theo from Canada, that's yeah, not Theo, far. Theo Theo he had, like, 32. We, so, we, so both of us combined, we probably took the whole team. Mm-hmm. How do you prioritize when you got a bunch of people that want to come to a game? And you get four tickets. How do you prioritize who you give those tickets to? Oh, yeah, that's a good one, you know. I talk to my mom about this all the time, you know. She always trying to bring some cousins I got or uncle. Never heard of. <laughs> never heard of, auntie. I be telling her, like, no, I got the people that support me that actually text me and I talk to a lot. You know, they got to come first before anybody, before one of her little friends or I don't even know who be trying to come to the game. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a main topic me and her be always arguing about. She always yeah. get mad at me, but I just tell her, you know, I got to handle the people that support me all the way. 
Talk to us about Detroit and like just the, the upbringing, because I know you know Detroit hard, hard in those cities. Talk to me about that. Detroit, it's, it's just a crazy city, you know. That's why I don't really go back a lot, you know. Like State College, honestly, one thing I'm very thankful for, Penn State, you know, it's a safe place. That, that's underrated. That's probably an underrated thing, you know. Being in Detroit, being raised there, it's, it's not safe, especially from the side of town I'm from. It's just, it's a lot of bad, bad influences around. So growing up in Detroit definitely brings toughness out of you, you know. It makes you even smarter. It makes you uh, think about the people you're hanging around. So. And how did you deviate from seeing people make the wrong decisions? I'm sure you grew up with guys. We always had friends that maybe went down the wrong path. How did you deviate from that and get to where you're at now? Definitely had friends that went down the wrong path, you know. Um, I definitely give a huge shout-out to my high school brothers, you know, uh, Marvin Grant, you know, Rich Miller, Sauce Gardner, you know. When I got to high school, they just – I followed their path and I see how they did it, you know. We all from the same area, all from the same side of town. So following their path, you know, and just seeing how they maneuvered through life and how they made their choices and then seeing how they're getting their success, you know, and put it into my own perspective, you know. I love to ask guys, especially people like you who come from these tough backgrounds and had – you have a choice to make. Were they going to do the, the wrong thing and end up down the wrong path or deviate like you talk about? But I guess my question is, do you have a why? Was there a motivating factor back home that, that really pushed you to do the right things? Yeah, you know, early on it was my mom, of course, but early on it was really my grandmother. She passed away at a very young age for me. When I was young, I was like 12 or 11, you know. It was just, that's really my why. You know, I was, I'm an only child. My mom was at work all day, so, you know, I used to be with my grandmother a lot. You know, I used to, she was really my wife, you know. She was at every game on the sideline. You know how it is in Little League games. Grandma's got the lawn chairs on the mm-hmm. sideline, yeah, just, yeah. just yelling. I don't even know what she was yelling about, mm-hmm. you know. But just, she was a huge factor in my life, my mom, you know. Just seeing how she worked every day, the countless hours I'm not with her. Mm-hmm. You know, being a uh, only child, she's at work. And I'm, I had to grow up a little fast. Well, not fast in a bad way, but in a, in a smart way. I, I was forced to, you know. I was the only child, so things like that helped me along the way. You think you found your brothers real soul in the football field? Yeah, I I mean, my my stepfather, you know, he's a huge factor in my life. He got me into football. He has kids, and they're my brothers and sisters. My stepbrothers and sisters, but my real, I mean, they're my real brothers. But yeah. when I really found out how to really maneuver, you know, my brothers at King High School, mm-hmm. they really helped me a lot, so yeah. You mentioned one of them cats. Everybody knows Sauce Gardner, young guy in the NFL, taking the league by storm. Yeah. Being younger than him, can you describe that relationship to us? You know, me and Sauce, we have a real good relationship. You know, I'm me and Sauce got the type of relationship. We don't even got to talk every day, every other week. You know, but when we talk, we know we locked in. You know, he might not know this, but when me younger, I really just saw him maneuver through life. Him and my other big brother, his name Marvin Grant, he go to the University of Kansas. You know, just watching them two guys and seeing how they just did their things, it just helped me a lot. So, And do you feel almost entitled to put on for your city? I know, like, a lot of us are from different cities. I mean, Jerry's from Milwaukee, but... Which isn't a real city. It's a simulation of a city, whatever you want to call that. Sim world. He's living not real at all. Yeah, not real. But no, you real. feel almost entitled to, like, every time you step on, you're putting on for the people in your city, knowing that you're an inspiration to the young guys looking up to you. Yeah, for sure, because... The main thing is, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's come back to Detroit, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm back. I did I did a bad thing at school or messed up my opportunity to come back to Detroit. You know, it's always that guy in Little League that, 
you know, yeah. if I didn't hurt my knee, you know, yeah. if I didn't. That was yeah, me I, at Thanksgiving last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, See, I, I wasn't saying like that. But, <laughs> yeah, I just, I really just didn't want to be that guy, you know. I, and I still, to this day, I don't want to be that guy. So every day I just go out there and work hard for my city. Inspired by the fear of being average. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's definitely, that's a huge factor, you know. Being average, I mean, being average Joe, just going back to Detroit, that's just, just another person walking, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be somebody that the little the little guys look up to back in the city and see I'm doing it and see, and see I can, if I can do it, they can do it. So. Mm-hmm. Have you had a moment yet where the tables are turned, where you're not the little guy in Detroit anymore, you're playing football at Penn State, you're a grown man, you're chasing your dreams, people are able to see what you've been able to do, right, the, the work that you put in. Do you feel like you've been able to understand and recognize an opportunity with young guys or young girls back where you're from? Where you're a role model now? Yeah, for sure. You know, at my high school, I be seeing a lot of them cats. They got offers, but the grades ain't right. I mean, I didn't, I'm not saying your grades got to be perfect, or like your grades got to be exceptional. But I just know, I just know that's a huge factor. And some of them head are not not on straight. You know, I do a great job of just trying to reach out to some of those guys and try to help them so I can guide them in a way so they can get to where I'm at. And, Get to where I'm at so they can see how it is. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. So talk to us about, you know, Coach Dixon and y'all, your relationship with him. You know he's a player coach. He, you know, always talking to everybody, right? His offense and defense. So just talk to us about your relationship with Coach Dixon, how he operates. You know, because Dex, he's a real goofy guy, you know. So every day going in, he got a joke every single day. So, like, having a type of coach like that that's always uplifting and never in a bad mood. Like, I never see him in a bad mood, you know, unless somebody busts a cover to something. But mm-hmm. he never in a bad mood. And, like, having that type of relationship is just like another father figure for me away from home, you know. So having that type of having that type of guy leading the room and then me being an older guy, me taking things to him and then leading the room and then trying to help us maneuver through things. I, no, I was just going to say on that note, yeah, I, I love Coach Dex. Everybody that plays for him loves Coach Dex. But I didn't know that he was, like, actually the truth at safety. I had no yeah. idea. You know, you get a lot of coaches in college who will tell you, oh, I was this, I was that. When you actually see Poindexter's film from UVA, bro was a problem. Real deal problem. College I mean, Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was in Hall of Fame. So, yeah. like, you, you got to be a problem. You got to be a problem. <laughs> he was in Hall of Fame. Would you say you were a problem? Uh, at what level? Right yeah, college. College. Yeah, college. College. Yeah, I was a problem, like, in the sense that, you know, I, was, I had a hard time staying in my gaps. <laughs> I, I couldn't stay in my gap and really plant on the run game. But I think, nonetheless, I overcame. Yeah. I adapted. And just like I taught you, you know, <laughs> when adversity comes, we don't run from that, dog. So don't okay. even. Don't yeah, even I trip. mean, you said when adversity comes, we don't run from it. Um, you did retire. So I do want to ask you, though. We're talking about the safety room. Coach Poindexter, you came in. You had a guy named Jair Brown who was already here, uh, a guy that obviously is having a ton of success uh, in the NFL now. Do you feel like you were able to mold any of your game after what he was doing? How much were you able to learn from him? Um, I was able to learn a lot. And, um, you know, T did a great job of just leading the room in the, mo- I mean, in the most positive way he can. You know, he's never ha- i never seen Tig down, or he never tried to let us see him down. So uh, just a guy like that off the field helped me more than on the field because off- football, college football is more mental to me. I feel like on the off the field part plays a huge part in your success on the field, you know, because it, lead- it leads to success on the field. So guys like that and another guy, Jaquan Brisker, yep. I was more close. 
I was, I was close to Jair, but I would say I'm way more close to uh, Jaquan Brisker, you know, because freshman year, freshman year coming in, the guy was on my head immediately, you know. he I guess he saw something in me. I, I know I had the talent to be here, but he was the type of guy, like, he never let me slack in the meeting room. He, Coach Dex asked a question. He will cut Coach Dex off and ask me the question in the middle of the meeting room. And I'm just a young guy. I'm really like, bro, why is he picking on me? Like, mm-hmm. what's up with him? But he was just trying to mold me into the player that he was into and just put it and me putting it in my own perspective and me putting my little twist on it. So just a guy like that, you know, that helped me along the way. So that was a great thing. And are you trying to do that now for the young guys in the safety room? Yeah, for sure. Especially like King Mack and um, mm-hmm. Dakari Nelson and uh, Makai Flowers. I try to do a great job. But I try to do it in my own way, not how I saw it from Jaquan and Jair. Maybe just putting my little old spin on it and see how guys feel from there. And you talk about your own little spin. Now on the field, what do you think makes you different? What's your little spin on the field? What makes you a different player than somebody else? I feel like I'm just a dog, you know. I, like, I don't like, – I got it tatted on me. But I know some people got stuff tatted on them, but I, I fear none. So, like, when I'm on the field, I don't fear no man across on me. So, and then – so. And wherever across from me, I'm trying to destroy you. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's my separator, you know. You said you're a film junkie. Give me your top three safeties in the NFL right now that you'd like to watch. Uh, Duran James, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Buda Baker. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite out of that? Duran James. No doubt about it. He a dog. What's he try- What stand out to you? He trying to take somebody's head off every time. <laughs> you see he has a lot of targeting calls. He get kicked out of every moment in the game. <laughs> But besides that, you know, he's just a natural dog, and I feel like he played with a lot of instincts. It's not like he's not like the best man coverage. He's not like the best ta- tackler. He's just a dog. So I feel like guys like that I relate to more because I, I feel like I'm not the best at man. I'm not the best at zone. I'm not the best at catching. But I feel like my confidence raises mm-hmm. me to another level so I can play like that. Man, I mean, when you see guys play at a high speed in a professional, you got to know that those guys know there's they know their stuff tight, yeah. man, like, Inside out, or they just got natural ability. Like guys, like I'm sure Michael Michael watches tons of film, but he just has natural ability that some guys aren't born with. And when you see guys play like that, it just shows how good they truly are. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. guys like Michael. Yeah, I feel like I don't feel like that ain't got nothing to do with film. I feel like <laughs> Michael Parsons, bro. I feel, like, I feel like that's just natural. Like he just be dominating, pushing guys on the ground. I feel like that's just natural. I, I, I mean, I played with Michael. He was, I mean, uh, <laughs> I was on the same team as Michael. <laughs> Uh, what I'll say, though, like, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, when he got to school, it wasn't that he was, like, a film facade. He just knew how to break film that was understanding football. Micah Parsons was just born to play football <laughs> at a high level. Now, I'm sure as he's gotten older, he's probably learned how to watch film. He's gotten better at it, and he probably – it's a habit now. But what you see on Sundays ain't because Micah Parsons is watching film better than everybody else. This isn't a Tom Brady story. Bro, it's just different. Yeah, I just feel like he's just dominant. Mm-hmm. And he don't care who's in front of him. That's the toughest part, I think, of college football is, like, you have some guys that don't have to do what you have to do in order to be successful. There are guys that don't have to watch film. There are guys that don't eat right. There are guys that try to skip reps, lifting and all that, and you're doing everything right, and you're still not competing at their level. And that just is what it is. They want a genetic war, brother. You got to make up for it in different assets. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And if you're a young player watching this and you're wondering if you're one of those guys that doesn't have to watch film or eat right or do things the right way, if you're asking the question – you're not, not one, one of those guys. guys. You're not, not one of those. If there's any gray area, it's not you. It's not most of us. No, it's not, man. And really, also, I think it's interesting is most of the guys that are here, even just in college from a Division One level, 
are related to somebody who played professional or played college. Yeah. I mean, even me and Hawk, Hawk's dad played professional, my dad played professional. And I'm sure you have some sort of cousin or uncle or maybe somebody who had an opportunity to play at a high-level college or a high-level professional. And if not, you're that guy that's going to now set your family up generationally with genetics. Yeah. I want to ask you, Jay Reed, you didn't come in and start playing the tongue right away. You had a process. You had to grow the time. And obviously, now you're doing things like picking off quarterbacks back in Detroit, and that's awesome. But what did it take to get from point A to point B and stay the course and continue to develop and get better? Um, I think you answered it for me. I feel like just staying to the course and believing in the process that you – and believing in your path and don't, and don't look at others, you know. I feel like when you look at other people's path and try to compare your success to their success, I feel like it goes down the drain because you're not you're not seeing it in your own perspective. You know, me coming in as a freshman, I was a true freshman, but I didn't play as much as you would think I would, me being a true freshman, you know. So me, I just really took it uh, took it upon myself, and I said I'm going to have to learn my own way and my own fashion of how I'm going get to get on this field and, and learn in my own aspect and, and apply it to the football field in my own way. You talk about your own swag, your own fashion on the field. But let's talk about off the field, Don't your swag this. and your fashion. Yeah. It's it's quite known that you're um you know a blitz fit guy. You got outfits galore <laughs> every day yeah. on an influencer type level. Yeah. Guys are trying to figure out what you got on from a shoe standpoint, from a clothing standpoint, even down to the t-shirt, man. When do you think that stepped in? When do you think you started dressing to impress? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, when I when they when they moved my locker next to Nick Dog, ah, um, not true. Yeah, yeah, not true. They moved my they moved my locker next to him. You know, him coming in with custom shoes. You know, I had no choice. I couldn't keep coming in with my Crocs. You know, let's talk about the pink. Mink so let's coat. yeah, let's talk about you with your Louis V bag. You come in every game day. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, so firstly, I borrowed that from Jay Reed. So no. I, he's a humble guy. We talked no. about we talked about it before a humble beast. He's a humble beast. He let me borrow his Louis Vuitton bag. I've been flexing like it's mine. The truth is out. The cat is out of the bag. Using Jay Reed's Louis Vuitton bag, double bag. Not a collar or punctuation in sight. We got to slow the hell down. This is making me nervous, man. What is, why are you getting nervous? Hey, well, it's one of those things, man. It's the All right, bag. never mind. I'm oh. Jay Reed. Not, I'm telling you, top, yeah. top five on the team, though. Top five. Dressers, yeah. five, top five drivers yeah. on the team. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Jerry, number one? No, no, no. I'm not going to put myself. You only got to be in order. Uh, got to go with Christian Driver. Yeah. Christian Driver, number one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I think I be putting stuff on. Bro, he come in the facility every True. day. Gallery, department, mm-hmm. Louis V. The kid has a Goyard bag. He does have a Goyard bag. Little baby be talking about Goyard bags. He's walking in our facility <laughs> every day. With a gold yard bag in different colors, not just a regular color. Disclaimer for the people at home: putting that stuff on infers to dressing well. That is new <laughs> slang, just so you know. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Johnny for sure. Johnny, Johnny Jackson. Too. Yeah. I don't know where he gets those clothes from. We be in state college. <laughs> I don't know like how he gets it. You know, Christian Driver. He has a whole different kind of category. You know, he he's yeah. a driver. So. He's in the league of his own. He's a, he's a, but Johnny. Um, who else? Devon. Devon Elise. I know I, I might say Christian Driver is one, but Devon Christian Driver Devon wears an outfit every day to lash. It's like yeah. it's like we're going to lashes a lot of girls there, you know? It's just right. it's a lot of it's a lot of men here. We're probably gonna be football. You know? Devon come in with the denim tears, you know, Louis V like he comes in with everything. Like go down to the hat. Yeah. And then he walks around the locker room playing Drake with it, you know. Yeah, he's that's a soundtrack. Like, I don't get why he gets his own background music <laughs> all around. Where he goes. Yes, he dances dancing. every day, you know, okay. with the Drake. You know, I don't understand. But Devon, I said Devon, Johnny, Driver, 
Hakeem is leveling up wow. every day. He's so low key. Yeah. It's, 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 it's low key. You won't so even true. notice. And then, lastly, mm, it's a sleeper, you know, Harrison Wallace. Trey okay. come. You won't notice it because Trey don't talk that much. Mm-hmm. But Trey comes in a facility with stuff. You'd be like, okay, yeah. Who right. are you impressing right now? Right. And a lot of these guys were doing this before NIL even came around. Guys just like dress yeah. well, man. Except Jerry, Jerry, are you upset that you didn't make the top five? Jerry dresses. No, we, we, me, Johnny, and Jerry once had this conversation. And I feel like I am in the top, you know. Because personally, I, personally, I, I have a lot of fits. I just don't wear them. Well, I wear the lash every day. It's joggers. I mean, do y'all miss the days when everybody would just wear Penn State gear? I still wear it. I still wear it. I still wear it. I promise you, I still wear it. I couldn't say Jerry because I'm going up based off recently, Mm -hmm. and every day I see Devon Hakeem driver coming to the facility. Dakari Nelson, young guy. Oh, my God. I forgot about him. We got to discuss that, man. Dakari, man. Young guy wearing that stuff, man. Look. He just got here two days. Chill out, man. Save your bread. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing with his money, you know. He walks around with a... Big old chain. Cuban. The chain is like humongous. Cuban link. Like my bad. I got. I got to put a five B in there. Dakari Nelson. Five B. Five B. I got to put Dakari Nelson because he comes in trim every day. Yeah. Every day. Trim. Just so y'all know, trim means crispy. <laughs> crispy means you can put it on. And put it on means you can dress well. Three different terms that led to another code term. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, yeah, nah, I don't know, man. I don't know how y'all do it. I, I, the parking lot at Lash is nothing we got to talk about. Oh, oh yeah. We it's can like, talk about that one. I mean, it's like an NFL team's parking lot. This NIL money is treating everybody well. Yeah. Is anybody, are you guys able to save any money? What's going on? I don't know. You know, I walk in the Lash every day and I see a lime green scat pack. Mm-hmm. Tainted windows are starting Mike Baffin, yes, Kobe, Kobe King. Kobe King. God, he just drives out every day. <laughs> just Kobe and Trey. Oh, yeah, here's a while. He doesn't always just dress. He has a 2023 scat pack, too. Yes, sir, yes, so he has it all. So, you know, he's on a different level, too. It looked like you're in the coach. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. We can't forget, forget about Jay Reed. Jay Reed. Uh, Tesla, all black. Black fellow uh, Tesla. Yeah, and also a great one. Cherokee. No, no, no. And a great Cherokee. Two cars. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Two cars at 20 years old. No, I don't. Nah, yeah, you can't truth. you have two whips? I have two cars. Yeah, two whips. That's insane, man. It's dangerous. But it's not like... Uh, he's yeah, cars yeah. every day. So no, no, the actually, the Jeep is for my mom. You know, I don't, I don't drive it. Wow. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen him drive it. So I don't know about that. It might just be a mood thing, depending with with the vibe is on the days the car he takes. So I want to ask you, Doc, as an older leader on this team, yeah. when you see all of this frivolous spending and, and everybody with these beautiful cars and chains, you now as a leader of Penn State football, what do you make of? Wait, 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 one thing, one thing. He starts it. He started, he's a part of it too. Don't just think I'm Doc is not okay. a part and, of it. And what regard am I a part of it? Doc, we just said it. You walk in with Louis V bag every day. No, I don't walk in with Louis V bag every day. Yeah, so when did you have it? Yeah, I got it. That is simply a game day bag that I borrowed from you. I don't have it. I don't wear <laughs> you didn't it. Didn't borrow from me, baby. I, I, I thrift my goods. I'm at Gaze, man. I'm at TJ Maxx. Okay, I'm I'm balling on a budget, man. Right. You don't know. I probably could. I probably could have gotten a bag from Canal Street. You know what Canal Street is? No, is probably not. That's where you get counterfeit goods from because you guys are buying real stuff. Okay. <laughs> so are you? Are you saying? Let's slow down. You're saying that although it may look like you're putting it on, some of it may be counterfeit. What are you saying? I don't know. I'm just saying that if I was in my position right now, from the outside looking in, as a college student athlete, I am in college. I'm a university athlete. 
Why get the real stuff? If all y'all gonna get the real stuff, I might as well just get the fake stuff. You don't think I got them? So it's it's real. Chad is single. Guilty by association. I'm guilty by association. But also, you ask about that, Jerry, in a locker room. Am I always questioning money, money spending habits? Am I not, or am I? Am I doing? Oh yeah, he is. I'm always questioning money. I'm like, what are you guys doing with your money? Do you have a credit card? Because you obviously you have this money. Well, are we building credit yet? Do you know what credit is? Right. We had a we had we we had a, uh, a a seminar during camp on how to open credit cards. Was it ran by you? I ran it. Yeah, I did. Ask, ask uh, Caitlin King. Yeah, I we ran it. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, but that's one thing Doc does do. He, he always like <laughs> nobody can walk in the locker room with a nice outfit without him asking about credit. How much you pay for that? Let's be real. You like yeah, uh, five hundred. Five hundred human dollars, brother. Right. On a shirt and pants. Nick Duff. Do you not have your own shoe? Nick Duff. And I don't have my own shoe. And also, all my... So, hey, do not, hey shop. Doubt that shop. Do not doubt the Nick Dawkins brand. Shop. Cop it while you can. Yeah, it's all affordable goods. I don't have a product over $50. Not one product over $50. You can shop a complete Do Not Doubt set. Socks, pants, shirt, hoodie, and not spend over $100. Shoes coming soon, by the way. Affordable. But that's all I'm saying is... It had like shop affordable goods, and I'm gonna I'm gonna live by it. If I'm gonna be like, yo, don't spend five hundred dollars on a shirt, I'm not gonna put a five hundred dollars shirt out right. and poison the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thank you for answering the question. You did a really good job with that. I, <laughs> <laughs> that is not at all how I expected that to go. Let's get back to football. Okay, bowl game coming up. Regular season wraps up. Historic defense this year. Mm-hmm. I saw some numbers today. I mean, truly the best defense in the country. You were a big part of it. Talk me through it. I don't know, man. That, that's just unreal feeling, you know. We go through that every day, you know. Coach Manny is a great coach. He's, I, he, I feel like he's a mind of a, just a mind of his own, you know. He does a great job just leading us, you know, in, uh, every day. He, it's, his main thing is his mindset he installs in us every day, you know. Friday we have these meetings before the game. It's nothing about football, though, you know. It's about him getting into our minds and him triggering our minds to another world that he lives in. But y'all wouldn't even know if y'all wasn't on the defensive side. But it, but the main thing about it, it brings all of us so close that we go out there and play so hard to, for each other. You know, and that's just a great thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to follow along what that means. So he taps into y'all's minds without talking about football. What does that look like? I really can't explain it. It'd be like you go up there with pictures, and just a, it, it's literally a picture of someone's brain. And he has his, he has his own little quotes that he puts an arrow to the brain. Every every Friday or Saturday morning before the game, okay. he does it every time. You know, I feel like me personally, that's a huge factor because that brings us all together and has us all thinking like that. So when we go out there, we just play play hard for each other as brothers. So okay, I want to ask you this. I played D line, so I don't know what this is like. I was always excited when a pressure would get called or a blitz was coming. As a D line, that's fun. That's exciting. Dog is laughing again. <laughs> We're not even going to address that. As a member of the secondary. With all these pressures y'all run, with all the man-to-man coverage y'all run, all those things, can you describe what it's like to play in the defense? Is it fun for you? Are you flying around able to play free? Um, me as a safety is very fun for me. It's a lot of different techniques that we use. You know, I'm not always in man, you know, because most of the time when we run man, you know, Dede comes in. You know, he handles – he brings he brings right. a lot shout of stress on me. Dede shout out Dede. Dede. Too, so you yeah. know, Dede having a great year. And great. I really shout him out because he – Helps me a lot, you know. He guards them slot receivers when I just go on this big slow tight end, you know. And I just, you know, I be at, my bad. If you took wow. offense to that, you are a big slow tight end. My bad, my bad. He I wouldn't say Jerry Cross. He right. said big slow tight end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, though, 
Yeah. I, I mean, it's fun to play in the defense, you know, a lot of blitzes. I feel like Manny does a great job getting everyone involved. You know, yeah. I've been part of defenses that everyone is not involved in, you know. Most of the pressures just come from the base linebackers. Manny has pressures from linebackers, corners, safeties. You know, he even got DNs dropping in the coverage a lot now, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just so multi multiple and versatile. It's a great thing. You talk about covering big, slow tight ends. We allegedly have a big, slow tight end with us today. Can you talk us through when you get the opportunity to cover Jerry Cross in practice, what do you see from the young man? First of all, it'd be funny because me and Jerry are so close, you know, it's just like, I just like, you know, this is really Jerry. Right? But, you know, Jerry, does a, he he done a great job growing, you know. He coming in, you know, you were a little slow, yeah. a little big. But he definitely, he definitely got his body right. You know, he's been progressing in the right way, taking in the playbook. You know, I always ask, you know, uh, leaders in his room like Theo and Tyler, how the young guys going, you know, they always shout out Jerry. You know, I'm not with the offense a lot. But when we go against him, you see the progress, you see the progress in him. You see him wanting to learn. You see him wanting to get better every day. So that's a great thing. I feel like he got a bright future. And Jerry, you made a big development right after you got injured, man. When you got, you was in the lab with Coach Flurry. Yeah, I had the, my injury was a, that was like the biggest blessing I had, just because it gave me a lot of time. Like I, like Jerry said, I did come here. I was kind of chubby. I was like a skinny chubby dude. Mm -hmm. Like a, a dope yeah, boy. Yeah, I was slow, bro. <laughs> I had to, like when that injury like what happened, I had changed my mind. Well, I changed my mind, changed my body, but also my mind too, for real, because it was my. Big mm -hmm. challenge, but me and Flair was in the lab every day while y'all was at practice. I'm lifting the whole practice, I'm running. So by the time it was time for both around this time last year, I just came back the fastest I've ever been. My body body fat percentage dropped tremendously. I had 20% body fat when I came here. Now I got like 11% body fat. So my body fat changed like drastically. And then just me being able to learn the game through all that time I missed, it helped me a lot. Just you know, just the game slowed down for me. I just been better ever since taking one day at a time. I feel like Jay did a great job uh, maintaining it mentally. You know, as a young guy, as a yeah. freshman, you know, you know, we all think as freshmen, like, oh, I'm about to go play. Oh, I'm about to go in there. I'm going to Penn State. Jerry came in and got hurt, you know, he, and he early enrolled. So that was that was even a bigger factor, you know. And I feel like me looking on the outside and he handled it well. You know, he never had his head down in the locker room, always on the sidelines cheering his own. So I do give you uh, props to that, though. My <laughs> it's like Franklin. It's like Franklin always talks about though. Like when you're a young guy, that red shirt mode that people get in freshman year, where it's like they realize, okay, I'm not playing. My dreams aren't going to be accomplished this year, and they chill instead of work all year, and they're behind in the next off season. But it sounds like you took advantage of being hurt, and you were just in the weight room grinding, and you were more prepared that next season coming back. Cause when I had like, of course, when I came here, I'm like, man, I want to play. I was working hard like the whole summer. Well, conditioning tests come, y'all already know about the conditioning tests. It's, like, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's still the same conditioning test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more intense with low I don't know. Did y'all always do it in Haluba or was y'all outside? Uh, we yeah, did outside. both. I, when we were, I was young, I ran in Haluba too. Yeah, okay. like, yeah. So now it's just, it's, it's all Haluba in Haluba. And for me, like when my injury happened, like I told myself, I said I could either just get down on myself and just sit down, you know, just be in a bad mood all the time where I could just look at it like a blessing. Continue to work. I, I, I never come in the locker room with a bad attitude or be down or be sad because that that like that affects others. That's something that my grandfather always instilled in me. You know, it's adversity here, you got to bounce back from it. And it's always gonna be adversity in your life, period. So it's just gonna have to gotta come back from that. Yeah, what was that story you was telling me about <laughs> your grandfather getting the, the scorpion in the, in the glass? Oh, so, <laughs> so growing up, no, not, yeah, growing up. So my granddad was in the military. Okay. And he has like a tarantula, like a desert tarantula, 
like an alive. Uh, it's not. It's dead now. But it's a desert tarantula, <laughs> isn't it? Like a little, they're like a little globe thing. Like you sit in. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so you got that. So you know, me being a little kid, I'm always curious. Like, damn, what is this, what is this alive? So I patted it in my hands. I was messing with it one day in the basement at the bar. And it dropped and shattered. So the spider just sitting there on the floor. <laughs> it didn't move. I'm like, okay, it's dead. But uh, that was it was crazy just him having a tarantula. Like, where'd you get this from? He's like, yeah, I collected it when I was in the uh, when I was in Afghanistan. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Tarantula? Yeah, it's a desert tarantula. How was he even touched this? Bro, I don't know. I, I, was just down, I, was, I was always curious about it. So I'm like, let me see what he's talking about. <laughs> 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 Drop it on purpose <laughs> to see what it was talking no, about. No, I, I was like real clumsy. Like, when I was clumsy, like, when I was younger, I would just drop everything. I just fell on the stairs. All type of stuff, bro. Hey, back, back to that red shirt mode, though. Back to that red shirt mode. Man, that is, that's a real feeling, man. When I, when I came in COVID, I remember 24-7 sports with an article. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, all the people who played that year got a COVID year, so an extra year of eligibility. So really six. And uh, they wrote an article. They're like, guys like Nick Dawkins, who didn't play as any snap, don't have to worry about this year. Wow. Meanwhile, you have guys like Parker Washington who played in every game and they still have the same eligibility as Nick Dawkins. I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, why, why we have to do that? But during that time, I was so big in the weight room. Like, I was all in just strictly weight room. I wasn't even really caring about football, to be quite honest with you. I'm like, I got to get big. I don't even look the part. And there was one, um, like, our, our D-squad lift. Um, so on Fridays when, for the people at home, well, you already know, on Fridays... Um, when the team, the travel team, so there's like a travel roster, they travel to a hotel. There's a guy, a group of, a squadron of, of militant gentlemen, the D squad, <laughs> who is lifting during that time. So they, they're over there at the hotel. We're getting a lift in during that practice, and the lift is serious. It's, it's a, a heavy lift. lift. It's the leg killer. Yep. You hit the squat, hit the deadlift, maybe a bench in there, maybe a clean. Maybe lunges. A, yeah, and we hit the lunges. But that was always a big one. So one day, it was like the last D squad lift of the year, and um, they were traveling in the away game, right? So they, we, it was an early morning lift. We got done with the lift. It was at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Knocked the lift out, and I'm done. I threw up in the locker room after. First time I ever threw up from a, a workout in college, I was like, wow, I'm done. I'm spent. And my boy, Patron Mobile, shout out him. We're together. We trudged back in the apartments. Trudge? Yeah, we trudged back. We didn't walk. You know what a trudge is? You know what a trudge is like a, like, you know, you ever get stuck like in mud? Dragging like, yeah, yeah, dragging my feet, dragging my, <laughs> I dragged my, my, my soulless carcass into any apartments. And uh, it was probably like 8 o'clock. I didn't wake up until 6 p.m. <laughs> I woke up, Patron Mobile is knocking on the door. Yo, we have to eat something. We have to eat something. We DoorDashed $175 worth of Cracker Barrel to, to the Nitty apartment. I, I fell asleep after I ordered it. Woke up. He woke me up. Yo, we got to get it. We got it out of the door. Ate it all and went back to sleep and woke up the next morning at 10 a.m. you telling me about this. That's, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Those Friday lifts are not a game, though, bro. No. They are not a game at all. Uh-huh. Let, me, let me give you this story about the Friday lifts. So he already described it. It's squat. It's lunges. It's deadlift. It's, it's crazy. And it's designated... For young guys, young players who mm-hmm. need to develop and get stronger <laughs> and they need to get better, there's still hope in their careers, okay? <laughs> surprise, surprise, year four, I'm still in D-squad lifts, oh, right? Mm-hmm. So when I got to school, if you were old guys still in there, like your career's winding down, we would just go in there and they would hit like buys oh. and tries and they would dip. My fourth year, they changed the rule, okay? So I'm fresh off of a broken leg. I had just gotten cleared and they're like, yo, like, 
you got to do the D squat lift. I'm like, no problem. I'm thinking I got buys and triceps. I'm talking about in there every Friday morning, 22 years old, deadlifting 500 pounds. Like, I got to keep getting stronger for the next season. It's crazy. And Chuck Losey for that. It's like I said, when I see you, it's a problem. It's a problem. You and I one-on-one, whatever you want to do. Who do you have winning that fight? Realistically, like right now. If me and Chuck Losey had a fight right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a long one. I'll be honest. Yeah, he's in much better. Sh- he's in much better shape than I am, mm-hmm. and he's stronger than me. Okay, I think mm-hmm. even as, as a forty-five-year-old man, he's stronger. What than is that man strength element that goes into? There it? is. And here's the thing with Losi. <laughs> I know I'm a better striker. You know okay. what I mean? I yeah. don't think he can keep up with me. So as long as he doesn't grab me, I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. I think if, he's big and he's stiff. If all the coaches got into a fight, mm-hmm. there was a like a, a battle royale of all the coaches on staff, strength staff included. Strength staff is indeed included. Just do strength staff. Just the strength staff? I think you eliminate the strength staff. Okay, let's eliminate the strength staff. Just position coaches and GAs. Who's coming out alive? I got my answer, but Jay Reed, you're the guest, man. You go first. Who's coming out alive? Yeah. They fight. Just hands and feet. No weapons. Position coaches, like GA staff. Who's coming out? I got to think who really grew up like that. Okay, I for sure, so. not Trout. I think so. <laughs> yeah, why not Trout? Wow. Trout, no. Trout was on the uh, the Florida Gators team. Yeah, for sure, but no, no, I mean, no. You don't got Trout winning. I don't got Trout winning. Coach Trout. Hey, shout out Trout. Wow. Um, I got a thing, though. I think it's between Dion. Okay. I got Dion, too. I got between Dion. You got Torrance in there? Oh, you call? Oh, you call the assistant? Yeah, right. Oh, GAs. Oh, Coach Torrance. Yeah. The D line assistants. I got yeah, D line. I got Dion. I got Dion and Coach Torrance. Wow. Who you got? And Coach Dex. Dex, you got Dex in there too. I got Dion winning, but a sleeper pick that I'm gonna throw out there. He don't look it, but Jaywan Sider is strong yeah, sure. as an ox dog. He is strong okay. for real. Like you yeah, watch I didn't even think about Coach. Yeah. Sider. I mean, he still inclines like one tens. Like he'll go in there. He's a strong, strong okay. individual. Who you got, dog? I got two people in mind. I got one Benjamin Kerr. Ben, ben Kerr. Kerr, amateur cage fighter out of Scottsdale. I heard yep. that one. MMA fighter. Yeah. I six, forgot Ben Kerr. Six and one record, one no contest. Okay. Uh, elbow to the back of the head. Oh. Got I got him probably coming out alive. <laughs> um, and then probably, I'll be honest, man. Kevin Threlkel might get out of there. No. <laughs> Never. He's too resourceful. Never. He probably negotiate away. He's a smart guy. <laughs> he, he probably negotiates. Okay, so let's talk through it. Kevin's no. a smart guy. Yeah. Nobody really has a problem with Kevin. No. Kevin's a good guy. It's a hard kill. You know what Nobody's I mean? like, I wanna I wanna kill Kevin Threlkel. No. It's never it's a tough, yeah. Okay, I can get with that. Okay, but my real question is we named a lot of coaches here. Nobody's mentioned James Franklin. I was just thinking that. How is James faring in this battle? I'm sorry, but I, I don't think yeah. Coach Franklin getting out of here. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry, Coach Frank. I know you're probably watching, but yeah, I, don't, probably I don't got you about it. Them GAs gonna get with you. I yeah. hope this is, doesn't end up in a staff meeting. <laughs> Who wants to smoke with Torres Brown? Where's Will Flaherty? How's he doing? Oh, no, Will, <laughs> Will gonna come out there. Will, I think Will might. Will might go top five. Absolutely not. You know, <laughs> yeah, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are you I saying? Will top five. No, absolutely not. Man, this, this is the fifth quarter, brother. No, this is the No, no way. No, absolutely, no, absolutely not. I will say, though, Coach Franklin, I don't think he's a fighter. I don't. I, I doubt Coach Franklin can fight. But them slaps he does pregame, he is heavy-handed. He is heavy-handed. And he's more athletic than probably what you're accounting for. I don't got him winning. 
but he's he's gonna take somebody out before he's getting. Who, who, who do you have? Him Coach Young will get one. Right. But I got him getting. Yeah. Ah, Coach Leonard's probably Coach Frank <laughs> Leonard's probably <laughs> can't, can't take it out. Or uh, that's crazy. I'll tell you what. I think uh, he might he might get uh, Coach Rocco. Coach yeah, Rocco might get. Yeah, Coach Rocco, dog, bro. Yeah, he is. But he might get one. I'm oh wait, you. wait, wait! I got one. Okay, here we go. Y'all know Rick Coach Rick Ricky. Lester? Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah, yeah. Coach Rick Lester was a bodyguard. Mm. Oh. I got him. I, my bad. I forgot about Coach Rick. Coach it's Rick. the quiet ones. Yeah, man. like I'm telling you, like you gotta really see, like he come in our meeting like this, mm-hmm. and he just sit down every day. He's <laughs> so like, bro, I'd be like, yo, somebody mess with him the wrong way. So, bro. What about the strength staff though? Who's coming out alive in the strength Jeff staff? Earls. 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 Earls and Coach Tyrone. I was yeah, about to say, yeah. I probably Coach got T. T. I'm gonna be honest, man. I still I think a, a lot of people could just kick Chuck Losey right in his chest and probably get away with it. I don't think he's really. <laughs> What's the beef like between you? It's not even beef. It's just that I don't respect his toughness. I wow, don't think he's man, that tough great. guy. I you, think you think he's gritty. I think he passes because he does a lot of curls. Okay. He's got a long mustache, and people will attribute that for toughness. It's not toughness to me. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. We got a shout-out to Jaywan Sider and Ty Howe, the Penn State offense was super lit against Michigan State. They both did a really good job stepping up. Two guys that I know and love. Got a lot of respect for it, so mm-hmm. shout out to them. Yeah, man, great, great game plan going into this week. Um, I mean, the guys, we know, like, very little MAs. Guys were very sound on the game plan, sound on the execution of it. Um, I mean, just, man, balance. And we, I'm both, Fat Man and Nick, 100, yeah. 100 plus yards rushing. O-line played real well. Receivers open up, Drew. It was a good game. Good send-off, man. All around. Yeah, all around. Is there somebody on the offense, you know, that you think they had a good year this year that you want to point out? Someone that's had a good guys, you know? First one that comes to mind, um, Benga Yawane, mm-hmm. man, he came in. Re- people don't even know he's a redshirt freshman playing like a pro, man. He's going to be a great one. He's going to be great. He's a great um, attitude on the on the offensive line. He sets an example. He's gritty. He's tough. Um, one of my ultimate teammates, uh, Malik McClain, is an elite blocker. Um, <laughs> an elite he blocker. Is. I mean, you, want, you can talk about no, that. No, he is. Yeah, that guy, Definitely is. He gets paws on you and does a lot on special teams as well. And, uh, shoot, I'd probably just say, Dead body Dink, man. Dink step in. When he when he gets his opportunity, especially on third and fourth down, when he's in there, he's making plays, man. So I gotta respect that. What did you call him? Dead body dink. Leave him dead body dink. Where did that come Death from? Yeah, where, did, where did that come from? I don't know. I just heard it somewhere. I thought it was cool. You, you didn't right? hear that, you made it up. I made it up and I thought it was cool. <laughs> you made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably on the spot too. Who knows? Anybody with you, Jerry? I'm gonna go with Dink for real. Yeah. Dink. Most people don't know who that is or, you know, hear about him a lot, but Coach, I say Coach Dink. Khalil, he worked hard, man. Blocking. Well, I think he's one of the best blockers in our room. Man. He, every, like Doc said, when he gets his opportunity, he take advantage of it. Talk mm. oh, from the outside looking in. Who's somebody that really popped out to you? Offensively? Yeah. It could be offensive. Or yeah. Um, I want to shout out Caden Wallace, man. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like Caden oh, yeah. took a big step in year five, man. Um, has always been real talented, man. It's good to see him put it together. Put together a real good season, go out the right way. Uh, defensively, I'm gonna give a shout out to just the D tackle room as a whole. There were a lot of questions about their toughness, their size, their physicality, and obviously being a part of the best defense in the country, mm-hmm. they did more than enough to help that team win. So, those are my guys. Um, real quick, you want to ask the viewers the question we had before the show? Oh yeah, you know we were just discussing politicking, um, talking about the infrastructure at the college, and something that had came up about the lines that podcast was. 
what do we want our viewers to be referred to as? Now, Jerry was talking about some like the kangaroos, so I don't know what he was I on. They were saying something random. I don't know even why he said that. There's no correlation with the podcast, but you know, we were thinking about maybe the pride, like Alliance Pride of some sort, but drop in the comments what you would like to be referred to as. So we, we'd like to have a name for y'all, like, a, collective, a collective name that we can refer to you as, and we can have our little tight knit community. I would appreciate that. Yeah, you guys deserve, deserve to too. have a name, I think. Yeah, you deserve to have a name. You been very yeah, why did you say when, that? When did I say that? <laughs> like, when, did you say when did I say that? Probably like two weeks ago. Yeah, he did. I was there. Yeah, it was like four seconds. Four four seven Look how they set, you said they set me up. Yeah. That's wild. I was there. It was crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of The Lion's Den. If you haven't copped your merch yet, go do it in the description below. Link is right there. And stay tuned for future episodes with your favorite Nittany Lions. And continue to follow along State Media for the best Penn State football coverage that is out there.